It's a weekday at 11 a.m. You know what that means. Another splash play best ball draft for 2024. Who cares that it's still January, January 31st today. We got to get into it and actually have a fun news item to share with you guys. We are, of course, already in a big board room waiting for it to start here. Of course, the big board, $10 entry fee, 200K to first place for the preeminent pre-NFL draft best ball tournament you can find out there. A big revelation, which I did tease out on Twitter. Uh, we've already had a draft thrown out this year. So the first stream draft that I did here, of course, the emergency one that we did on 2.30 on uh, Monday, I believe it was, uh, that now is gone. That draft got thrown out. And I'm confused as to why. Um, I don't know. I, I actually looked back at the video to see, was there anything weird going on? And there wasn't relative to like, you know, a big board moving ADPs, people drafting some dumb plays, but nothing too crazy. So um, I would say for you guys out there, one thing to keep in mind is that uh, definitely seems like underdog, very vigilant right now, very diligent about making sure that they are throwing off any drafts, anything weird going on. Um, and that you would think that maybe they would take a little bit easy in the earlier parts of the season, but no, they are fully on the grind here. Perhaps the NFFC stuff has raised some flags for everybody around the industry to make sure, extra sure, maybe even overly conservative about drafts throwing out, but uh, that was something I experienced, and I, I don't think I got a single draft thrown out last year, actually. So a uh, bit of a shocker to see in my email inbox overnight, but it's what it is here. We lost one share, but the good news is that gives us one more share to get Jane Daniels. So that's all we can ever ask here. Uh, we got Mr. Pittsburgh in here, apparently 102, Nolan at the 106. Uh, so we got some fun people in here. Me, of course, some regulars that we have. We appreciate being a part of the community. Uh, underdog ringing the first official stream. Yeah, it's fucking bullshit. We, it was, that's true. As Historical Anomalies points out, it was literally the first streamed draft of 2024. It was right here on Splash, but there are no other ones out there. Not even a little channel got up to the plate uh, to do a stream before I did. And now that draft's gone. So we don't know. That was probably the winner. I think we could say it was a DAC stack. That DAC stack was looking sick, but uh, now, nope, not going to get that one. Brendan here, uh, lead it off, takes CeeDee Lamb in the one spot. Christian McCaffrey goes to Mr. Pittsburgh, apparently, in the two hole. Uh, his name is JSN there. So if you want to play along with Mr. Pittsburgh, another fine man in the chat. And we'll see how much he's uh, excited for the, the return of Arthur Smith or the arrival of Arthur Smith to Pittsburgh. Um, so look, I put this guy in the thumbnail. I think I got to take him. We're into early running backs here a little bit, guys. I am going to do some more hero RB builds. Obviously still a, a staunch zero RB believer in my heart. Uh, again, BBM winner this year, won it. Our guy Fareed uh, took it down with zero RB team. Zero RB team won the regular season as well. Zero RB team won on drafters. Uh, you know, zero RB works, but... I do think I want to be a little more open-minded to having different portfolios, different looks. And Brees, we know, I mean, what he did this year, frankly, uh, the PPR scam that he's running down the home stretch, I don't think we're going to have that quite as much again next year. But do expect the Jets to be better. Do expect the Jets to be uh, competitive for hopefully a Super Bowl, assuming Aaron Rodgers can be healthy. So I'm pretty comfortable going to Brees Hall this year, even though, obviously, for me, taking a top 10 running back, uh, top 10 pick as running back, not the most comfortable thing, but we gotta we gotta challenge ourselves a little bit, especially in the big boards. I try to wrap my head around ADPs, try to wrap my head around everything else. Oh, good. You taking an RB reminds me of that episode of Black Mirror where the Prime Minister fucked that pig. Yes, uh, a parable, I'm sure, and one where I am, in fact, have become everything I hate. I'm the running back piggy. Oink, oink, oink. I'm a disgusting pig. I like to roll around in my own slop and shit. And then I also then sometimes eat my own slop and shit because I am a running back piggy and I cannot help myself, but... It's true. <laughs> it's true. Look, Brees, man, I, I will say, like, I think I was right about Brees last year. Like, we, if you guys remember, of course, the early parts of best ball season, Pete and I did a show with Pat Corain where uh, the thumbnail of it was Brees Hall's face was overdrafted along with mine and Corain and Pete's smiling faces. And Corain specifically asked to be on Splashway that week because he heard me talk about Brees Hall and disagreed. Obviously, I think he made, I think he made the BBM finals with a Brees Hall team, so... 
worked out for him. But I do think relative to the ADPs, like Brees came on hot down the home stretch, but he definitely didn't help you out. You know, the first, what, 12 weeks of the year besides one game, maybe. Um, so I think that there's still some logic in Brees next year, maybe not last year, not being worth it. But a full year of health, a Jets team that we expect to not have Zach Wilson at QB um, at any capacity, let alone that starting QB, uh, should be a pretty big upgrade for Brees. So willing to go there this year. Obviously, the same concerns we always have for running backs. A lot of volume coming to Brees Hall's way, but it's not the volume of McCaffrey. It's not the volume of uh, Jonathan Taylor at this point. So uh, any concerns I'd have about injury, any concerns that I have about his recovery from the ACL tear, that stuff's gone. So uh, hopefully a better team and a fully fully ready to go Brees Hall. So I'm willing to take him here and there. Can't imagine I'll be like over the field on early running backs, but I'm for me, getting like 8% of a lot of these guys would be over the field relative to how I've drafted the last few years. Brees had bad run out. He was an exquisite pick. Eh. Exquisite pick of the fifth round. Not in the, not in the second and third, but whatever. No, no reason to revisit it now. Shout out to Pound. Of course, I always like to point out the, the other creators here when we have them in chat. Pound doing a great job doing content on, at night usually. Um, definitely enjoy his streams as well. So check him out if you have some more need for best ball in your life. Uh, this pocket sucks, huh? <laughs> so we got Devo. We got Ayuk. We got Rasheed Rice, who I think is about 20 picks overvalued. We got Stefan Diggs, who's probably a little bit undervalued. Devontae Adams, probably a little bit undervalued. I hate them all. I'm going to go Ayuk here, though, because I am not a Team Devo guy. And obviously, we know... I, I didn't like Saquon ever, so why would I like him now going into another free agency where we don't know where he's going to go? We also don't know he's going to get the contract you think he's worth. Um, I'm not a Saquon guy, and I definitely don't need two early running backs if I have Brees Hall. So I'm taking Brees, taking Brandon Ayuk. We're going to go from there. Uh, Paul asking here, what's up, Spags? We're saying here, I, I've yet to draft. I'm going to go through your rookie videos. Uh, I appreciate that. Yes, check the playlist of my rookie videos if you want to hear me go deep in the data about all the rookies here that are currently projected to be draft. A few new guys coming up from the Senior Bowl as well. And we're going to talk every day here. It's part of why I say the date up top, why each thumbnail has a little number next to it. So you kind of know where we are in terms of the cycle of where we're drafting. A Senior Bowl going on right now. So the good news for some of the picks we already talked about. Ben Sinnott, uh, people really impressed by him. Had a couple not great drops the Senior Bowl practice, but still looked very spry. Probably was the best tight end there um, in terms of the guy's performances, but you know, your mileage may vary. People may be uh, saying different things to you based on what you're seeing on social media. Uh, but some guys that popped up, Roman Wilson was one, uh, the Michigan receiver who didn't get a ton of work because uh, Michigan doesn't frankly throw the ball a lot. And when they did throw the ball, they were really effective. So, but Roman Wilson, people loved him at the senior bowl. So he's a guy, Dylan Lobby, a guy we talked about in the running back video. Apparently he tested out pretty well in terms of what he was showing on the senior bowl practice field. So another guy that could be a little bit of a PPR scam himself at the white JD McKissick uh, could be Dylan Lobby. Um, who else was noteworthy? Lad McConkey is one I need to think about more. I still think he's too small. I still think that the numbers, like the fact that he didn't generate enough targets this year to even qualify amongst the top 200 receivers, gives me a lot of pause for Lad McConkey. But uh, people comparing him to Cooper Cup, I kind of think Hunter Renfro was the comp that I saw from the video at the Senior Bowl practice. Um, both of those, though, can be viable receivers. So I'm not into Lad McConkey right now. I do think that he's a little bit overvalued relative to ADP. I'd rather have Troy Franklin at a comparable ADP. As we've talked about, Troy Franklin, I think, is a gem right now that you can get at very cheap, or relatively very cheap. But uh, McConkey is something to watch out for. If he tests well at the combine, if he's got some strength, he's not going to have size, but if he's got strength, he could maybe be a guy that does end up having a little more draft capital going his way. All right, so this is a tough spot as well. I don't mind Pacheco, but again, don't really want to do another running back early. No issue with Tank Dell. I feel like uh, Nico Collins, we've talked about a little bit here. Uh, Nico now safely going at that one-two turn, a little bit more towards the two side of things, the second round side of things. But Tank, I think a lot of people miss that 
When did Nico have his biggest games? Yes, he had a few early. He had a few early when Tank Dell wasn't on the field for every snap. They had a few late when Tank Dell was out for the year. So I still fundamentally think that these is a little these are mispriced. I think Nico should come down. I think he and Tank should probably be next to each other in this late twenties, you know, mid thirties even. I think it would be a nice spot for them because still some risk that Houston brings another alpha receiver. I think that is very much a decent likelihood. In fact, uh, again, we've talked about T Higgins on the videos so far. Uh, likely thing to me is that T Higgins goes back to Cincinnati on a franchise tag. But like, you know, the Texans could pay for T Higgins. Like they have about 70 million in cap room this year. So they could take whoever they want. They could pay for Michael Pittman if they really wanted to hurt a divisional rival. I don't think Pittman's going to leave the Colts, but they could do that. So there's a lot of ways that there's just like another body in there that's going to earn a lot of targets. And I think that fundamentally hurts Nico a little bit more than Tank, but it does hurt them both. So I don't know. I think they both should come down a little bit personally just for the, the risk absorption. Now you're raising a young family. I love these drafts in the early AM. Yes, I look, I Luca gets up. He's out in daycare, usually at eight to eight 30 in the morning. So I get full, full carte blanche to do my work. The second that I wake up and the second that he leaves, but probably videos already out. If you want to check that out. And also if you're in the chat right now, check the pin comment. We now have a seven day free trial for probably going. So if you've ever been curious about it, obviously you've heard me talking about it on the streams, my betting product, where we track the uh, best bets from the top performing sports books around the world and use that to find you the best bets you can actually take in the U S seven day free trial on Apple right now. So you can either get the, the promo code splash for 50% off your first month, get all of it for under 10 bucks, or you can get a seven day free trial by downloading through Apple. So pick your poison, but please pick one. Uh, and really, if you do get a moment, uh, click that link in the pinned comments and also give us five stars in a review. But really, if you are curious about it, seven day free trial on there and you can just cancel if you want. If it doesn't work for you, but I, I, you know, it should work for you if, you if you're using it the right way. I didn't throw out the nine QB. I guess that was, but yes, you know what? That was what they threw out. I, I completely forgot about that part as I was reviewing things. Cause I was like, yeah, people are idiots, but yes, they did throw out the nine QB one. <laughs> so that he is the one that did it. Um, I guess I should have looked more closely when I was doing my review, <laughs> but yeah, that guy, uh, that guy fucked it up for all of us, but it's okay. I don't think that team was bad. I actually did kind of like that team, like getting CD lamb, like getting Dak, um, obviously like getting guys at prices that are not fully caught up with what uh, they even are today. Like Monday was just shit all over the place. We talked about Jonathan Brooks, a guy with an ACL tears going the seventies, uh, Sam Sherman, a guy I think I need to point out too. Uh, we talked about TJ Hawkinson a little bit. Uh, he made a pretty good tweet today talking about the ACL recovery from Hawkinson, where best case scenario looks like him being able to go like late October. A uh, worst case scenario would be he misses the entire year. So does feel like one guy that I would try to be a little bit mindful of an ADP where Hawkinson's going about late nineties, maybe early one hundreds as of today, uh, probably wouldn't want to take a lot of Hawkinson at that price point. I was feeling that already. I didn't take him yesterday in the Jefferson cousins build we had, uh, but in general, I would still continue to not take him if we can. Um, Malik neighbors being here. Love this. Love this build for us. Team so far, Brees Hall, Brandon Ayuk, Tank Dell, Malik Neighbors. Malik Neighbors, of course, a guy that I'm very deeply in the bag for. Uh, Marvin Harrison's an alpha targeter. Uh, Marvin Harrison's more of that traditional Jamar Chase, that Garrett Wilson. I mean, you know, whatever. The archetype, you know, we're talking about. Justin Jefferson, obviously, would be the upside comp. He's that guy for sure. But I do think that Malik Neighbors has a shot to be fancy Devontae Smith, really fancy Devontae Smith, um, and also a shot to hopefully be an alpha targeter and be a number one wide receiver. And if that's the case, like, he is a guy to me, um, watching the film is like, if you guys remember Chris Johnson, of course, the great running back who certainly hit the skids, but a guy who really, if he hits like open space and the thing with neighbors too, is he really gets outside fast. If he hits open space, he's gone. Like that's, he's, you're not going to catch him. Like he's going to get to open space and he's going to be gone. I think there's a really good shot. You get a lot of 
lot of the splash plays this year from Malik Neighbors just because of the fact that like he could turn a 10-yard catch into a 50-yard touchdown. He could turn a 50-yard catch into a 70-yard touchdown. Um, he is just uh, amazing to see. And Harrison's great. Like Harrison's that that prototypical guy, like the, the boundary receiver that we always want to see for sure. And that I particularly love, like a big-bodied guy that can go up and get the ball and also get open everywhere on the field. Uh, but Neighbors, though, is just like a different kind of beast that I, I think they're very different receivers and very fun. And I think they are both. Uh, to me, a, a tier above Romo Dunze. I think odunze has got to test like a monster at the combine for me to really reevaluate that one. Sigo Dunze is a will player and sort of a vessel for Michael Penix just wanting to sling it downfield at a high rate. And he wasn't that efficient with it. Um, you know, good contested catch guy, kind of Mike Evansy, but seemingly less athletic than Mike Evans, uh, which doesn't really do it for me. But we'll see. Love this squad, says Bindles. I'll take it. No bad is three straight QBs. Checks out. Yeah, hopefully it don't get thrown out again. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping here. And what's going to happen is like, I'm going to keep streaming drafts. And they're going to keep throwing them out. So that'll be nice. Then I'll have the content. One of any teams <laughs> in the big board, but I'll have the stream content every day. And of course you're just tuning in here. Splash play doing five days a week of streams here right now. It starts this week. So uh, next week we will take one day to do the Super Bowl preview. Of course, we'll do the, the Sims and all that stuff, the hand build uh, maybe one day for prop betting too next week, but Probably even not. I think we're just, I'm in big board mode. I want to get myself really where I need to be in terms of the ADPs, in terms of knowing how to maneuver rooms and all of that. So that's my primary focus right now. Every day we're coming up here on stream. See what we get coming up. Mark Andrews goes right ahead of us. Travis Kelsey hanging around, which is a little bit fun. We do have CJ Shroud here in the fifth round. Mm, obviously would make sense here with our little bet on tank. Do I want to take a QB? Do I want to take another receiver? Jaden Reed's right here. Feels like a pretty steep overpay. Could get an elite tight end with Travis Kelsey and hope that he doesn't retire. Oh, I'm going to go Stroud. I'm going to go Stroud. I'm going to pay the new price tag for Stroud for the first time. So we got Stroud, Brees Hall, Brandon Ayuk, Tank Dell, Malik Neighbors. Like, that's fun to me. I think that's a fun group. One of the things, and this is probably a flaw with me as a drafter, is like sometimes I look at my team and go, would I want to play with all these guys in Madden? And I think, yes, I would. I would love to play a team with CJ Stroud, Tank Dell, Malik Neighbors. Like, I think it'd be a great time to throw the ball to these guys, start 50 yards downfield, hope they come down with it. So I had to take it there. Um, but Kelsey, a really nice value, 55. Kelsey, third tight end off the board. You're definitely absorbing that risk of him potentially retiring or just him being washed like he seemed at portions of this year. But um, kind of a Joe mixon vibe for where Kelsey's going, where I think if he, if we know he's full go, if we know he's going to be back on the Chiefs, I think he probably goes two, three turn, maybe at least around Laporta, if not a little bit before Laporta. I think people would still buy in. It's definitely the casual drafters. I would still buy in. So I think Kelsey's undervalued right now. I think Kelsey and Andrews, honestly, are a little bit undervalued. I would say Laporta should come down a little, at least, and Andrews and Kelsey should come up a little. That's me. Um, let's see. He's probably at last night to cash a couple of prop bets. There you go. And, and uh, Chuck, are you, are you, are you a paying customer? If you're not, <laughs> you should be. Cause you get even more bets than being a paying customer, but glad to hear that chunks uh, get some success. Again, it's really easy to get in there. A guy, Jason, OG man's fan, a name you've probably seen in the chat before. Um, he's legitimately won over $2,000 off of playing parlays from probably, which is not the recommended usage of it. We do recommend straight bets and really like as many straight bets as possible. If you have like a, $100 bankroll, I would be putting in 10 $1 bets a day or 10 $2 bets a day, whatever the case may be. You know, $22 bets a day even you could do. I guess that's a little bit of a bankroll aggression. Uh, the point being is like, I would say more volume than not. Um, but Jason's been crushing in a way that like, I didn't even know our product was it was possible to do, to be honest. But, you know, obviously we have the back testing. We know it works, but um, a bit of a surprise there, but check out probably, and again, pin comment for seven day free trial for you. 
Ah, gotcha, gotcha. All right, fair enough, Chunk. If you win enough, you should just sign up anyway in solidarity because you can still pay for the product. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you can't bet legally in Texas. You can still pay for the product in Texas. Only draft players who are jersey-worthy by spags. I mean, we, I don't draft only players <laughs> that are jersey-worthy by spags. But again, if we're going to buy a jersey this year, honestly, I do think the jersey bit has to be reserved from my top QB guy that I'm really excited to get over and over again. So it's obviously that's Jaden Daniels. If I were to get another jersey, though, I mean, MH, MHJ, I like a lot. I think it'd be Malik Neighbors. I think Malik Neighbors is, is like a lot of fun. Like he, there's just something about his game that uh, speaks to me. Obviously, you know, the stuff that he does in college, he did it at LSU. So that's probably the highest level of which you could achieve in college. But, you know, there's some risk that he's just not going to be as shifty when he gets to the pros. He's not going to be as able to get to that outside lane, not be able to hit the edge quite as much. Uh, but I just don't care, man. I just love, I just love Neighbors so much. Uh, but Daniels, though, I think the question for Neighbors and especially for Brian Thomas Jr. is how much of that is going to be because of Jaden Daniels. And I think a lot of it is because of Jaden Daniels personally. Is there a birthday discount? Um, you got the splash plate discount. You get you get this discount right here. Uh, here, this one is practically a birthday gift. Go <laughs> win more bets. He's probably got splash plate 50%, KG. Uh, but yeah, that's the best discount that we can do right now. It's either free trial or 50% off, depending if you use the app store or if you go to the site. All right, let's keep it going here Our, on the clock once again. Oh, no. Oh, no. We have AR here, too. Oh, all my friends are, are lining up, <laughs> excited to, to be with me. But also, wide receiver is getting bled out violently here. Oh, God, what do we do? This is an awful pocket. I do not enjoy this. Nick Chubb might get cut. Well, well, gang. Let's, let's do Kittle. Let's let's be responsible. It was almost our first AR share, but we do have the San Francisco correlation. I don't even think we need to take Brock Purdy with that, but we can take him uh, if we want to. I would have no issue taking a, a Brock Purdy. I also got to remove KG's chat. Um, but yeah, I think the the Kittle being there when you already have Ayuk, let's do it. Let's get our semi-elite tight end, though another year of Kittle being older. Uh, Cam Latu, a guy who they drafted last year from Bama, I do think is eventually going to be someone that could take some snaps away. Uh, if Kittle's getting old in this side, yeah, we don't need to put you out there for hundred percent of the snaps. Like we're, you know, 90% of the snaps like we're doing right now. Uh, but that said, we already got the bet on IU. So we might as well make a bet in the Niners. Though I do think if you're going to make a bet and we'll see how the Super Bowl goes, I really think relative to ADPs, the Niners are so frothy right now, because as we talk about in the big board, there is so much recency bias that's going on. And I think that you're seeing a lot of the Niners getting steamed up because they're currently in the Super Bowl and we're amidst this amazing run for them where we know they have very concentrated targets, but like things can change. Absolutely. Things can change. All right, got Dak going here at 73, AR at 71. Oh man, I'm proud of AR. I'm proud of AR to see him going that <laughs> at that point. Though Justin Fields, Justin Fields shouldn't be going at 70, I don't think. He's going to land somewhere, whether he comes back to Chicago, whether he does come back uh, or go somewhere else, like you know, Atlanta is a spot. You can maybe see trade for him, which again would be a lot of fun. If he went to Atlanta, man, that Atlanta, Drake, London, Kyle Pitts, Justin Fields stack, you attack on Bijan if you want. The draft capital is going to be pretty lofty for a guy that would get some goal line work uh, siphoned away by both Fields and probably still Tyler Algier. Um, I think that uh, Fields to me is one of those guys that the uncertainty and this is really the thing that I'm seeing it very pronouncedly uh, so far in the big board. And it was definitely the case last year. And I kind of thought that the market would correct a little bit more. Just anything uncertain and anybody who played bad the last, you know, back half of the season, people are just like, wow, this guy, this guy's done. Like Stefan Diggs, he'll never be good again. And the reality is like Stefan Diggs, if he comes back to Buffalo, they're either going to have to find a way to make him happy or they're going to trade him to somewhere else where he's going to start the cycle again of being really stoked and great. And he's going to fucking, you know, like, it's just, I think people are kind of missing some of those things. So 
Uh, try to not let the recency bias get you too much. It's like my one thing that I would warn about right away. Um, we got Hopkins here. Of course, Hopkins getting a Cincinnati-style offense could be a big upgrade for him. Traylon Burks we took yesterday, and I have no issue taking Tennessee guys now. I think they're going to get the most out of Will Levis relative to whatever you can get out of Will Levis. Christian Watson at 86, I don't mind either. Obviously, big upside there. Healthy hamstrings, much younger. We're going Christian Watson. Can't help it. First share of Christian Watson on the year. Team so far, Stroud, Brees Hall, Brandon Ayuk, Tank Dell, Malik Neighbors, Christian Watson, George Kittle at tight end. Man, I love this. I love this build. Team 12 is one wide receiver in the first six rounds. Yep, and he's got Lamar and Mahomes. <laughs> so he's got he's got a draft style, guys. But he did take Trey McBride at 61 when McBride uh, was going to the 100s. I also just fumbled the football. So I'm, I'm falling apart at the seams. <laughs> I got to get the football back. I can't do a stream without holding a football. I was so blown away by this guy taking Trey McBride at 61 that I dropped my precious football. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> hey, uh, Sammy. <laughs> Sammy, one of my favorite guys with the Hey Liberals opener. This shit is high-level intel. Yes, uh, I hope all the liberals and conservatives together can meet in the middle of the aisle, can shake hands and go, yeah, Spags is giving great drafts out here. Uh, Trevor Lawrence up to 80. Is this ADP up to 80 or this guy just go nuts and reach for Trevor Lawrence? This guy just reached 30 spots for Trevor Lawrence. Why? Why did you do that, Bigglesworth? Wigglesworth? Because he has Calvin Ridley and Travis Etienne. So if you get... <laughs> Why are Trevor Lawrence drafters the dumbest people on the internet? It's <laughs> the question I'm going to pose to you guys today. Of course, you know, I'm not in the bag for Trevor Lawrence. I thought he was a terrible draft pick last year. And he mostly was a terrible draft pick last year. Uh, that said, you can wait. You can wait for Trevor Lawrence. There's no urgency to get him. <laughs> he's got he's got a 113 ADP right now. I, I don't do that. Don't ever do you, you look. You think I'm wrong? You love Trevor Lawrence? Draft him. Draft him at ADP. People don't like Trevor Lawrence that much, especially after he burned. Like a lot of people were sick of fans for Trevor Lawrence. Even had to acknowledge, like, oh yeah, he wasn't that good last year. And still, his coach, like, nothing is. They're going to hire new coaches on both sides of the ball. It's still Doug Peterson. And Doug Peterson, I've said it. I warned about it last year. Every year, Doug Peterson. Effective year, less effective, less effective, less effective. Whatever the case may be, that's just how it has been for his stops so far. Um, so I really do think that that is an egregious fuck up to take Trevor Lawrence there. He's consistent. He is consistent at not scoring fucking 20 points. <laughs> He's, I mean, look, I, I get it. I get you want to buy a guy on the upswing, but again, you could still buy him, just buy him at 110, buy him at 120, don't buy him at 80. It's a different ADP this year. It's true. It really is a long blonde here. He does remind people of remember the Titans, uh, sunshine for sure. It's going to grab Ingram before that Lawrence pick. Yeah. Wiggles drafts. Look, I don't, I don't know Wigglesworth here, but I will say that he needs to wiggle his ass into fucking looking at ADPs a little bit more. <laughs> That's what I would say. Go wiggle on over to check in the, the actual rankings for yourself. Get that right. Oh, okay. Wiggles gets us. I was like, I thought we were, look, I know people want to cape for Trevor Lawrence. So I don't ever want to tell you guys you're wrong, but maybe a little bit wrong. Just a hint, a hint of wrongness there. So we got two outs for ourselves at QB right now. We could take Jordan Love. We could take Brock Purdy. We could punt them both back around and see what we get. I feel like this is a nice draft, though, so I kind of don't want to do anything stupid here. I want to really make sure I'm getting some dudes with value. Wide receiver getting a little bit thin. Hmm. Got to think a lot of these Niner stacks are going to have Purdy with them. Jordan Love, I do think will be improved this year, though. I'm going to go Jordan Love. No, no, I'm going to go Purdy. I said, <laughs> two in the thoughts here. Maybe think about it twice. Go in Purdy just because we have the double already. 
I do think Love, though, has a shot of improving enough next year that he could make this ADP look pretty bad. Um, like Jordan Love down the back half of the year. Uh, obviously, you know, again, I don't want to like, if I, I can't say, hey, don't worry about guys in the back half of the year for the bad results and then say, hey, look at Jordan Love, how great he was in the back half of the year. That said, like, he really figured out a lot of shit that like started to show in data and also definitely showed in film in terms of ability to handle pressure, ability to get out there and make some plays, ability to actually you know get rid of the ball quickly was a really big flaw that Jordan Love had earlier in the year. Um, so I think there are a lot of things that I did see in the back half of the year that really justify him at ADP. And again, I would rather take him rather than reaching 30 spots ahead of Trevor Lawrence personally. Best draft start that I've seen you draft yet. I hope you just mean out of the three drafts that, <laughs> that we've done this year. But yes, I do like this draft start. And obviously, I think we worked the, the pockets pretty well. Oh, Mr. Pittsburgh wanted Purdy for for what? For McCaffrey? Oh, McCaffrey and Debo. Well, you got, you got AR. Too bad. <laughs> I mean, look, if you took AR, the reality is if AR is healthy, he's going to outscore Brock Purdy almost every week of the season. <laughs> Like for the most part, unless he re regresses wildly from the, the four game sample size we saw. Uh, but like, I, I think you got the better pick out of that. Mr. Pittsburgh, you know, obviously the 20 pick discounts, the main thing there. Two QB draft, probably, probably just two QBs. <laughs> Best draft ever. Thanks, Gabe. Thanks, Gabe Davis. Uh, Gabe Davis here finally in his off season gets to come in and tell me that <laughs> I've never done a good draft before. Uh, Brock Bowers goes at 95 uh, to our guy, Mr. Pittsburgh. Love Brock Bowers. Again, he's a rookie tight end. Uh, you're paying the price. You're paying a full price tag for him, but a very good shot that he breaks out of this, this group here pretty quickly. Uh, Brock Bowers is great. He's, you know, again, I love Ben Sinnott, but Ben Sinnott's like an 18th round pick or 20th round pick Um, this format. There, there's nobody else really. Jatavian Sanders is getting some steam. He's fine. There's nobody who's even close to Brock Bowers. So take him now. And then as long as he lands in an okay spot, I can't imagine his ADP going down. If anything, the ADP, his ADP could come up to this range here, the eighties, sixties. I think Bowers right now is probably a little bit cheap. Tournament is a perfect zero RB strategy. I agree. I think that the wide receiver ADPs definitely make it a little more appealing to really load up early because you're also just getting so many running backs late where a lot of guys in this group, I think are the, the Nixon of last year, the Alvin Kamara of last year, the James Connor of last year, where you have guys who are like legit backs here where Najee look, the Arthur Smith hiring doesn't give you a lot of faith necessarily, but Najee is a back that's going to get goal line touches and going to get that end zone work. And if that offense can move the ball any bit better, like he's going to get some opportunities. So Najee being there, uh, Brian Robinson, some risks that Chris Rodriguez can pull ahead. New coaching staff, ambiguous backfields always could be a thing that new coaching staff can flip those pretty fast. So Rodriguez could be the starter. Gibson probably not coming back, but they could draft somebody. Uh, some ways that doesn't work out, but still Robinson has an outcome where he hits Montgomery. Ty J Spears could be without Derrick Henry could be the lead back. Mostert could do it again. A lot of ways that can work. Uh, Caleb Williams goes at 101, which a little greedy piggy there. We got four wide receivers. would like to get a fifth here. Who's going to do it again next year? Jacoby Myers usage was really good this year in a way that was kind of annoying, but I expect Devontae Adams to kind of reassert himself next year. We have the bet on Green Bay. I'm going to go, again, trying to get more correlated stacks here. Sorry to the Jordan Love guy who probably was going to get Dobbs back anyway. Um, but I do want to get more micro stacks for my teams overall, where don't even worry about having the QB. Obviously if I have the QB nice, uh, but having two cast pass catchers here from green Bay gives me a more concentrated bet. And I would like to get more of those little doubles, probably not triples, mostly little doubles here. So Stroud, Purdy, Brees Hall, Brandon, Ayuk, Tank Dell, Malik neighbors, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, George Kittle can be a start so far Dobbs. I'm not crazy about in general, but I do think he showed 
he showed something that they don't really have in that pass catching core this year. So I'll, I'll take the flyer at 102 and hope that he can improve. Dobbs, though, probably probably the riskiest pick out of that group relative to ADP. Because Watson, we know they're going to give one more big shot for the draft capitals there. He's shown the upside, all of that. Dobbs, they could find a better boundary receiver, I think. But I think they're going to roll it back with that pass catching core of the top four of Reed, Watson, Dobbs, and uh, and Dontavian Wicks and just see what they can do with it. Um, and if they do that, I think those guys all improve enough and get a shot to, you know, have some more spike weeks ping-ponging back and forth. Half these teams are dog shit. Yes. I mean, taking Caleb Williams at 101 is not gonna, <laughs> not gonna do a lot for you necessarily. But I guess again, I think that's the excitement of like the rookie stuff a little bit where I I don't know. Different rooms, I get it. Unless Caleb's ADP has moved. I should actually confirm that, but I didn't see him on the screen. It took Caleb 16 picks ahead of ADP, 17 picks of ADP. A little bit of a reach. All right, let's see what we can do. And I also think a guy like Caleb Williams, like he's fine in this format, but like you kind of want, if you're going to take a rookie and you don't know where the stack's going to be with him, and you don't know like what receivers to pair with him. I do kind of think you want to have a rushing QB a little bit more. And Caleb does run. He runs like a Mahomesy amount, uh, maybe a little bit more than that with a little more effectiveness as well. But I think for Caleb, like I kind of think he's a guy that's more valuable when you know the location and you know that he's, you know, like he's probably going to be a bear, but maybe somebody else. Um, you know where he's going to go and you know the pass catchers with him because he's going to be a guy like Shroud that theoretically should create value for his pass catchers. And I think you want to have that as part of your configuration. But that's my belief. Tyler Lockett at 112, pretty cheap, man. The Lockett Hive is going to steam his ass up. So that's another one, honestly, that I probably should have taken him over Dobbs. I didn't even know his ADP was that low, to be honest. Uh, but feels like uncertainty with his free agency, uncertainty with Mike Williams being a cut candidate. I think these are why these guys in particular are very cheap. And obviously Williams as well, uh, coming off the ACL tear. Got a backup Brittle Kittle. I mean, I'll get more tight ends. I don't know if I'm going to get them now. Um, all right, so we got a 2-1-5-1. Probably a good time to take some running backs. We have the bet on Houston already. Let's add in Singletary. I think that Houston trusts Singletary enough. They might make an upgrade or an addition at running back. But um, this coaching staff fell in love with Singletary. And I think that's one where we talk about new coaching staffs. They can fall in love with whoever they fall in love with. Last year, that was why we drafted Devin Singletary because I thought they would fall in love with him over Damian Pierce. They did. Now I think they're going to be in love with Devin Singletary and he's their guy. So um, I think a little bit undervalued. Troy Franklin goes to 117. I would have liked to have gotten him on the wrap on the way back, but it's okay. Mad Maddie takes him instead. Again, Franklin, most undervalued receiver here. Uh, way better than Keon Coleman. And I think that's been corrected now in ADP, right? I know Keon Coleman went even earlier. I think the Keon Coleman thing is incorrect. Someone on Twitter, one of the, the fantasy guys, I feel like, uh, what is he from? I don't even fucking, I don't know where people work. I don't really care. <laughs> but one of the guys who I do like on, <laughs> on Twitter, who works for one of the fantasy football sites that I don't really know offhand, um, had tweeted like, oh, who's going to be the Quentin Johnson of this year? And like, and I liked Quentin Johnson last year. So I, like, I'm not going to throw him the baby out with the bathwater. I think he got a bad run out in terms of the guys who were ahead of him in a kind of intricate offense that he wasn't prepared to know this year. I still think he's undervalued this year in the 150s. But if there's going to be a Quentin Johnson, a guy that comes in and could easily just like not matter and not be on the field and not be a guy that even gets a meaningful amount of work. It's probably Keon Coleman because like he's big, he's young, but like he doesn't really do anything well, was like barely a positive EPA receiver, was like basically a zero flat per target guy. I just don't think he adds enough value. Gonna be on the Chase Brown train. I'm not opposed. I think he showed enough of the mini Eckler stuff. I kind of think that Cincinnati, though, I think that Cincinnati is live to be a spot for the actual Austin Eckler this year because I don't think that he comes back to the Chargers. And I think they will try to move on from Joe Mixon. 
Um, so I think that Chase Brown, I think he's appropriately priced right now. If he starts going Ty J Spears range where you're baking in that like Derrick Henry's not going to be there, I think that's where it gets a little bit tougher. But I liked what I saw from him. I thought um, in college, coming out of college, like he was basically a volume merchant. He wasn't a guy that uh, did anything that stood out in terms of the advanced analytics he had um, at, he, uh, he wasn't Syracuse, uh, Illinois, at Illinois. Um, fuck, Jane. I mean, I, I guess I couldn't take Jaden Daniels anyway, but Jaden Daniels goes at 125 uh, to Alex Keaton, who seems to just want to collect the rookies for himself. Um, does anybody else here really appeal to me? Ty Chandler here. I just don't think he keeps that job. Going Sharps. Charbonnet here will be added to my roster. Team so far, Shroud, Purdy, Brees Hall, Devin Singletary, Zach Charbonnet, Brandon Ayuk, Tank Dell, Malik Neighbors, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, George Kittle. Of course, like Charbonnet last year, Charbonnet did end up winning over the heart a little bit of Pete Carroll. Didn't have the great year overall because Kenneth Walker is still there, but it is a new coaching staff. I don't believe that this is correct, that Kenneth Walker goes in the fourth round here at the 3-4 turn, right? I oh, know, just at the 4-5 turn. I still don't think he should be going here. Because Charbonnet can very possibly unseat him as a guy that does more, is a more complete back. And again, new coaching staff. So like, for me, like the one rule I would give to anybody drafting right now with a new coaching staff, and honestly, it's the case of drafting until August, until we're in camp and we really know what the pecking order is. You shouldn't like have one guy you're taking so much ahead of the backup with a new coaching staff. Cause like they can move whatever way they want. There's no, you know, no, nothing tying them to like the previous guy's success. So like, you know, for Pete Carroll, he didn't even want to stick with Kenneth Walker for parts of last year. I've still got a lot of great red zone work, a lot of great goal line touches, but I think it's a mistake to take Charbonnet at 126 and, and to be taking Kenneth Walker in the fourth round. Like that's, um, Walker's better. Walker's shown more. Walker's a home run hitter, but like they could decide that he's Damian Pierce and then that's it. So I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> Shar for the SF bring back. That's right. For the week 17 matchup that we don't know yet between, between the Niners and Seattle. Uh, when you get to be my age, you can understand certain things. I'll be all over the Raiders this year. I write my own script that I love Raider nation. Um, yeah, look, I don't, I don't hate being on the Raiders. I do think that there is a little bit of an artificial bump. They got at the end of the year where you have that new coach. Uh, the best example for me will always be when, when uh, USC, of course, my, my alum school, uh, when they had Ed Ordron come in for Lane Kiffin and it's like the team hated Lane Kiffin because he literally like didn't even have cookies in the cafeteria. And these guys are just college kids. They want, they're not like pro athletes yet. They're not LeBron at, in his mid thirties trying to you know keep things going. They just want a fucking snack and whatever. So Ed Ordron comes back in and he's this big, you know, gregarious Cajun guy and he's giving them cookies. And it's like, yeah, we love this guy. And like, he's great. And then Ed Ordron becomes the full-time coach and obviously he had success at LSU. So maybe it's USC side of things that didn't work. But it's like that guy comes in then and he has the full-time job and it's like, oh, you didn't really do, know a whole lot about coaching. You just kind of were a morale guy. I'm not saying that's Antonio Pierce, but based on how those games went, I don't know. Did he do anything schematically? Did the offense change materially besides giving Josh Jacobs even more touches? Again, giving Devontae Adams when Jacobs is out more touches? No. So I think that there's a little bit of a risk there if you buy it on the Raiders being on the upswing that Pierce just might be a guy and not the guy. But I get it. I mean, look, at this point, there's no takes that are wrong. There's no takes that are wrong until we're in the season. And even then, it's like you got to be at like through the season to have your takes fully be wrong. Um, so if you like the Raiders, more power to you. But I think you just got to be careful of like the coach comes in, the team hated the previous guy, and they just like the new guy. And that's not enough that's going to make you a good team necessarily. All right, we got Dontavian Wicks still here. I think Jerome Ford undervalued given the sh there is a pretty good shot uh, that we do not see anybody coming back uh, for in terms of uh, Nick Chubb. Uh, I do need another tight end. Musgrave would fit with the green base stuff. 
And I do I think Musgrave showed a little bit down the home stretch. Ford's a pretty good value, though. I think Ford's in that mix if Chubb is back or not. So we got Shroud, Purdy, Brees Hall, Devin Singletary, Zach Charbonnet, Jerome Ford, Brandon Ayuk, Tank Dell, Malik Neighbors, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, George Kittle at tight end. Would love to get another tight end to go with it. Would have liked to have gotten Musgrave, but he goes to the Jordan Love drafter, which is fine. Jordan Love drafter has done nothing wrong to me. I hope he's happy with this pick of a guy that I loved last year. I already had him, baby. He has sloppy seconds on Luke Musgrave. <laughs> but, but if there is a guy that's going to break out and also upset that, that target tree a little bit for Green Bay, it is Musgrave. Uh, you saw flashes again that last game uh, where he really, like, the one route he ran against Dallas in particular was, like, that was what I wanted Musgrave to be every game. And we just didn't get to see it. Cause I think love wasn't all the way there. And then love when he got there, Musgrave was out and injured had the lacerated kidney. Uh, but I think a big jump I would expect in year two for Musgrave as a huge guy who can get downfield and Jordan love having more confidence, having the ability to distribute the ball more. I think it'd be good things for everybody, but going to be probably the best for Luke Musgrave. It's hard when you have no clue who the Raiders players will be. I think they keep things the same. I mean, it's possible to get rid of Jacobs, I guess, but Jacobs isn't going to get another contract. I don't think he did enough unless somebody really makes an aggressive move, but I don't know. I don't know who would do that. feels kind of like a Patriots move, honestly. Even with Belichick gone, it feels like a Patriots move maybe. Um, but yeah, I guess it's possible some things get upset there, but I think if you're playing if you're playing Adams and Jacobs and even Jacoby Myers, like I think you're going to get a similar version of what we got last year, which is that uh, Pierce is going to want to feed those guys a lot. Uh, I just don't think he's going to have quite as much success, but I could be wrong. Could be wrong. This is too much fun. I appreciate that. I'm glad to hear that. Sammy loves this shit. Hey, if you guys love this shit too, please do uh, subscribe down below. Of course, Splash Play on that March to now 4K subs, 5K subs, 10K subs, a million K subs, and I can't do it without you, but we are going to be here every day doing drafts at 11 a.m., so join along for that journey, of course, and uh, hit that like button, subscribe, comment as well. Uh, if you have any picks that you think I sucked at, any questions you have, any guys you want me to give a take on that I didn't for some reason, uh, drop it in the chat. Happy to answer it. Bucky Irving goes. Would have been nice to grab him, but I don't think we need it. Um... Quentin Johnston, I think, still a nice value. Don't need that, though. Wandale, flashes, still a little guy. Honestly, enough spike weeks. I don't think Wandale's worth it. Uh, some guys around here, too, in the rookies. Xavier Worthy, not a guy that I think is fantastic. He's fine. Jalen Polk, another guy that benefited uh, from the Michael Penix forcing the ball downfield aggressively stuff, but not a guy that I think is great. He's also okay. Uh, neither of them, to me, are Jonathan Mingo. You can take him, but I just don't think they're like exemplary players in a class where you do have some exemplary players. Um, let me just quickly just cite some numbers here for Worthy. Worthy 0.124 EPA is not good. Did earn targets at a 29% rate, but 6'1", 172, pretty slight. Nothing great for Worthy, so that's why he's just the guy. If he lands on a good landing spot, he's probably a little bit better, but he's mostly just the guy. And then, uh, who's the other one? And Jalen Polk. Jalen Polk was much better, uh, 0.59 EPA per target, but only a 25% target per out run rate, so it was not used a lot. Um, also had a lot of his value coming downfield, 1.7 deep targets per game, good for a 0.95 EPA. And he was okay in the red zone. So Jalen Polk, I might be underselling a little bit. I guess I would prefer Jalen Polk to, uh, there you go, Jalen Polk goals. I would prefer Jalen Polk to Worthy, but I think, yeah, I think I think that's it. It's just I prefer Jalen Polk to Worthy. But Worthy's like not an invalid play. He's not, doesn't do a lot for me. Alad McConkey, again, great senior bowl for him. But he just did not get enough targets last year for me to feel comfortable. 
And he played enough games, too, where he should be in the top 200 pass catchers, and he wasn't. But Ladd McConkey had pretty good numbers in 2023. Let me see, actually, if I have that data. Uh, Ladd McConkey in 2023. He's getting targeted at 26% target per out run rate, which is not that good. Uh, 0.41 EPA is very good, but it's all slot targets, basically. Uh, 0.78 EPA in the slot compared to a 0.18 EPA out of uh, playing out wide. So Ladd's okay. Again, if he lands in the right spot, I guess for Ladd, the one thing, and I think this is the Puka-ization of everything, I think Ladd McConkey's like a Puka type, and I think that he's going to get steamed up because of what Puka did last year, but he's got to land in the right spot. Like, he's really got to land in the spot where, like, he's going to be getting the full opportunity that Puka did instead of just being a Puka-like guy. And Puka was more of an athlete, too, I think, is the other part. But uh, for what it's worth, again, that's that's my take on the data for it. But Ladd McConkey, a lot of people said he looked like a monster at the Senior Bowl in terms of, like, just getting open over and over again. But he was getting open on, like, five a dot kind of throws like not not deep stuff so i don't know doesn't do it for me all right we do have lad mcconkey here floating around mingo also this what a gross pocket what a what a pocket that i just don't need in my life um zach moss a free agent could land somewhere and have some upside uh i think there's a good shot though he comes back to indianapolis tyler algier could make a bet on him as a guy stealing away some goal line work. I am going to go Algier here. I think there is opportunity for him to get work away. I think the bigger likelihood is that Bijan is still the bell cow for the most part. But as I've said before, I think Atlanta is going to be a 30 touch to running backs offense. And I think it's going to be like 18 to 20 for Bijan and then 10 to 12 for Tyler Algier. So we'll to take that here and also the hopes that we can then maybe get an injured Bijan. Um, obviously, you're never hoping for injuries, but that's where I think the thesis does make it a little more justifiable to draft Tyler Algier. And Eli Mitchell would also be fine if you're not taking McCaffrey, but I just don't want to do that. I want to do that rodeo again. <laughs> I don't need a ton of Eli Mitchell this year, personally. Still valid. Week one is all that matters. Got to stay ahead of the herd. Yes, that's true. You just have a big week one and you coast for the rest of the year on how good your week one was. Knowing how hard it is to get to a final, will this be the year we finally talk about week 16? Uh, no, no, you still shouldn't do that. You're playing to win it all at the end. Yeah. That said, I guess the one critique would be that like, if you're playing to win it all in the end. It's also fucking random anyway, that it's probably not worth really targeting it. But I think that's still the thing is like the people pushed back on the week 17 correlation after the season was over. A we're stupid. Cause the winner like deliberately said that he wanted freed and said that he wanted to correlate for week 17. That's why he got there. But the week 17 stuff just allows you to kind of like optimize for just groupings that you put together. So if you have a spot where uh, like, uh, like the, for this year, if Cleveland, and the jets had both been world beaters and both offenses were crushing all year and the QBs have been great. And then they meet in week 17 and that game shoots out. It's like, okay, you got both parts of that, right? Where they were great all year. Mari Cooper's playing and he's healthy in week 17. He just had the big spike week in week 16. And then they have this monster game in week 17 and it gets there. So it's just more of an organization thing. I think the part that you want to think about more is like, can you get week 17 correlations without getting the full stack? Like, can you do that without the QB? Can you then tack on another QB plus two with your week 17 correlation? And that's what I'm trying to do more of. It's like, that's why I took the two green Bay guys um, without the QBs. I just want to have bets on teams kind of coming together more and hopefully have it different where it's like, okay, if I have a week 17 correlation and green Bay on this team, then I would like to have a week 17 correlation in Minnesota on this team. And like, you know, kind of just parsing that out a little bit more is my goal. We'll see how that works in practice, of course, doing hundreds upon hundreds of drafts, but you know, that's the goal. Let's see what we get on the way back. Got Hunter Henry floating around. Obviously, it was valuable for stretches last year. 
and an incredibly invaluable after that. Uh, two decent QBs. Daniel Jones going for free for a guy that runs. Granted, it was dog shit this year, but have to hope that he'd be less dog shit next year. Uh, like Xavier Leggett has not looked good at the Senior Bowl. I am going to take Hunter Henry here. New coaching staff. I think a shot for him to reemerge as a valuable target in New England. Hopefully for hopefully for me for Drake May is what I would hope. I, I would like to see Drake May go to New England and Jaden Daniels go to Washington because I think that. The fit's going to be a little bit better for Jaden Daniels with Terry McLaurin there. And I also think if Jaden Daniels goes to Washington, Terry McLaurin is probably too cheap with whatever his price tag is. Um, for Hunter Henry, though, just being hopefully back in New England, with the new coaching staff and just you know, a competent offense, I think will be enough for him to hopefully pay off this price tag. But we'll see. I also got scooped on like every other tight end I like uh, for the most part. Should have took Pitts with new OC. Retract my best draft comment. I like Pitts. I mean, if Pitts were available at a spot where he made sense for me, I would have taken him. But he went he went over here. I wasn't going to reach for him over Dobbs. I guess I could have. But I didn't want to take a tight end at that point, so I didn't. But trust me, I'm very in on the concept of Atlanta just being bare-level competent in terms of the play calling should be a very good thing for Drake London and Kyle Pitts. But we'll see how much. Because, uh, you know, the, the Rams offense, if we're saying that's a one-to-one bring over that they're doing, uh, definitely, you know, some guys there that uh, could benefit a little bit more too, where you could see, I don't know, Mac Hollins getting that Demarcus Robinson role. You could see some rookie coming in and getting a Puka role. But I still think fundamentally it'll be good for Pitts and be good for uh, good for London. Audrey Gastame goes at 179. I don't know if that was a reach or not, but still great pick. Yeah, a little bit of a reach at 185. Estimate coming up. Still think he's the most undervalued running back overall. Love the way he runs. Love the metrics for him. Not a big avoided tackle rate guy, but we'll run through people's faces, which we like. Uh, Malachi Corley, another guy with a good senior bull. Very small, though. Low A dot at Western Kentucky. Uh, so a play that some people like. I'm not quite as sold, but wouldn't hate taking him here, I guess. But not dying for it either. What do we do? What is a dynasty analyst or dynasty analyst? <laughs> One of the two. What is he going to do here? He takes Tyler Boyd. Some dynasty analyst. He doesn't even take Malachi Corley. Get out of here. Uh, Rico Dowdle. Got to think the Dallas would upgrade if they lost Tony Pollard over Rico Dowdle. Uh, do I want to? Sh- I think I'm going to take a share of Corley. I don't see anybody I want to reach for here. So why don't I love Malachi Corley? Uh, let's see. Let's look at his numbers for 2024. So targeted a lot, 35% target per out run rate, which would be actually, well, a lot of guys here, Tony, uh, Tory Horton, Johnny Wilson, Marvin Harrison, Malachi Corley, all around 35% target per out run rate. The issue with Corley though, is that he basically got like no air yards. 54.5 air yards on 9.6 targets is a 5.7 intended air yards per attempt lowest in the class. So uh, that is why there's a little bit of a thing that I don't like with Corley. Has looked good at the Senior Bowl so far as well, though, so maybe a little bit of a value. But 5'11", 210 is his listed size. I would expect him to be smaller at the Combine. Um, so Corley, big target earner, but just a slot guy who wasn't the most efficient either, just a .13 EPA. But I took him here, so we took him. 
Uh, let's see. Shout out to our guy Tyler here, who is hella busy, but watching back and soaking up all this alpha. Can't wait to watch on my walk later. Do you audio only these by any chance? I do not. Uh, I have not been doing the podcast feed. I actually don't know what to do with the podcast feed because I kind of feel like people that signed up for the Splash Play podcast feed initially were doing it for the Me and Pete shows. Um, obviously for YouTube, you guys are here every day, so you know that it's been a pivot there with just Pete's schedule being what it is, and obviously the the lack of financial support for football outsiders being what it was. Um, so I don't want to like just start putting all Spags episodes all the time there. Um, but if you guys want it, like if there's enough uh, people that want to listen on podcasts, I can. I just I just like doing the YouTube version. Um, I also think you should pay for YouTube Premium personally. Like <laughs> if you have money, like pay for YouTube Premium. It's fucking great. It's such a better experience. But that's you know, give me feedback though. If you guys want podcasts for them, I'm happy to start trying to do that daily. It's just like it's just more work. Is the main thing. Is Tory Horton not in the player pool? Or did not declare. Uh, yeah, I guess he's not in the. No, this is Troy. Yeah, he's not in the player pool. We have two Tory Carters, but no Tory Horton. But I, I don't know yet. Um, they do have a few guys that might be in the draft that are not in the player pool. I think uh, Mitchell Evans is one at tight end. Uh, the Notre Dame tight end, if that's the right name. I'm still trying to remember every guy's name. Yeah, Mitchell Evans. Mitchell Evans is a guy I like who's also not in the player pool, who I think could be a draftable tight end, uh, but he's not in yet either. Are we on the clock here? Will Shipley, the great white running back, hope goes to our guy Alex Keaton, who's just specifically drafting rookies and <laughs> not much else. Uh, all right. Rico's still here. I don't know. Who's going to have more of a role? Rico, Gainwell, Gibson. Kind of think Gainwell still, but I've been taking a lot of Gainwell. We'll go Rico Daddle here. Also, Derek Carr, by the way, floating around here with a 189 ADP, not getting drafted before 200, it looks like. I know he's not great. There are some rumors that New Orleans can move on from him, um, even though they do have the really steep contract hit. Uh, I think Derek Carr, like, he shouldn't be this cheap because uh, there is a pretty big contract tying him to New Orleans. I think there's a shot that New Orleans drafts a Bo Nix who would fit in perfectly in that offense. Denver, too, is one that I'd really watch for Bo Nix. Like, I think that they'll all fall in love with him, too. The low dot guy that can run an offense and, like, I think Drew Greasy is what I would say for, for Bo Nix. Um, not great at the Cedar Bowl, though, for what it's worth. Some some bad reports about Bo Nix from yesterday's practice. Uh, but I think for Bo Nix, like, he's live to take Derek Carr's spot, but I think you would still see Derek Carr start the year. Um, and if Derek Carr plays well, then he probably holds off whatever New Orleans brings in. He may be, be he may be benched, but I, I think you start the year with Carr no matter what. Would be my thought. Would be my thought because you're paying him so much money. You then want to give the rookie some cover then, and then if Carr sucks, you bring in the rookie. So Carr is going to have one shot, and I think this is the part that I've been talking about with like the running backs, Kendrick Miller being the example we talked about, where him being hurt start the year made it impossible for him to dig out and actually get the reps amidst all the configurations. Then he got hurt again in season. It could never get that chance to really like take a leap up the depth chart. Same thing though for rookie QBs, where like you want to and and regular QBs too, like the the vet QBs where it's like, who's coming in with the shot to win the job? And like Derek Carr is going to come in with the shot to win the job, obviously coming with the bad priors from last year, but still like, you know, they gave him more snaps on the home stretch. Like they they had less Taysom Hill on the home stretch. I know that because a lot of my best best ball teams were relying on Taysom Hill. So I think Carr could go either way. Like they draft a, a top rookie. Obviously you do expect that rookie to see the field, but Carr is going to get one more shot to like win the job and keep the job. And then the rookie, you know, would take over the year after if he does play well. We shall see. So easy to click Gainwell. I know. I know. That's why I didn't do it. But I agree. It's very easy to click Gainwell at the spot. And then, you know, the hope is that he would take some work away uh, from, you know, from Swift next year. And it's possible. You know, Kellen Moore kind of offense. It is possible they do that. 
Uh, so Jatavian Sanders floating around here. I do think he is a solid pick at this point. Obviously, I have enough Senate. I would like to get to a three tight end build just because we do have a you know brittle George Kittle, as somebody said earlier, and Hunter Henry. I don't have a ton of faith in. So a three tight end build. Team so far with uh, two more rounds to go. CJ Stroud, Brock Purdy, Brees Hall, Devin Singletary, Zach Charbonnet, Jerome Ford, Tyler Algier, Rico Dowdle, Brandon Ayuk, Tank Dell, Malik Neighbors, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Wandale Robinson, Malachi Corley feel like we could have stuck the landing better at receiver. I think we kind of fell off there. Um, not lose, losing out on some of the rookies that I liked, I think was tough. At tight end, George Kittle, Hunter Henry, Jatavian Sanders. I'm okay with this team. I'm okay with this team. Oh, Tyler and Bindles may be planning a big board stream. Check it out, guys. Yeah, please. Those Bindles does a great job with his stream and Tyler and Bindles streams. I've actually have watched in full before. And those guys do a good job together, so check them out. Uh, for sure, if you want some more content and they do put it together, I'm sure they'll be sure they'll post about on their social media. So we're in here. Feel free to plug in here too. If you guys do do a stream, I'm happy to happy to pull that up. Uh, all right. Two more rounds to go. Would like to leave again. Every draft this year would like to leave with seven running backs. Obviously relative to the draft capital. If I take an early running back, I'd like to get my seventh running back later. Uh, but I do want to force myself this year to be a little more like locked in on taking seven just because for, especially when I do the zero RB shit, I need to really take seven because we took Brees Hall. Maybe I don't have to quite as much, uh, but I still think with where we took all these other guys, everybody coming after pick 100 besides Brees Hall. Um, I think we do want to take a seventh running back if we can, if there's somebody that makes sense, which we will see. Oh, how's the beard looking? Are we talking about is Bindles growing a literal beard or is he, or is he with a woman uh, to present as though he's covering something up? Uh, but I hope, if we, either way though, I root for Bindles. So. It's working out. Other than CMC and Pollard, my halfbacks are ass. I mean, even with Pollard, no offense, Mr. Pittsburgh, but Pollard definitely comes a lot of risk this year. I still think he's worth taking, but very good shot that Dallas could move on from him. Um, you know, I don't know. There's nothing changing offensively in terms of the coaching, so maybe they do bring him back in one more shot. But uh, with how much they did start to use Dowd a little bit more than the home stretch, I'd be a little bit worried. Just a little bit. Chris Rodriguez is valid. I think, I don't know how valid Kareem Hunt. I would not go back there again. Don't think they run that back uh, for another year. Cody Schrader, a guy that we've talked about who's passable as a rookie, but not great. Jeff Wilson, hard to see him getting back in the mix with a healthy Mostert and a healthy HN. Chris Rodriguez will be running back seven. I don't know that I have a lot of faith in that. I feel like Rico and Chris Rodriguez are two guys that I would love to have other running backs in this spot with an opportunity to get there. Um, but yes, I think that that's going to be our pick. One more round to go. See what we do. Uh, thank you, Bindles. I appreciate that. Uh, what do you think I'm the goat or not guys? So if, if you do think I'm the goat, subscribe down below, hit the like button, <laughs> leave a comment. Appreciate it very much. We're glad to have you guys in here. Glad to have us all feeling like it feels like we're already in summer best ball form with how many of you guys are in here. So please keep joining in here every day, 11 AM. We'll be doing a draft. So, and I honestly think a lot of people out there, you know, no disrespect to anybody who does want to take some time. A lot of people are definitely a little burnt out on drafting. I'm reinvigorated. <laughs> this, this is fun. New stuff, new things to figure out, new guys to figure out, uh, new ADPs to kind of really internalize. That's what excites me here. So every day we'll be doing this. And of course, we'll also be talking about, you know, the various news items going on, the coaching hires that go on, um, the, the player movement. Of course, when that hits free agency, that's going to be huge as well. Uh, so hopefully tune in every day here. And I, I plan to give you guys some sort of intel that will be helpful based upon what I'm seeing every day. 
Honestly, I might need to start my my daily athletic reading every article shit earlier too, based on the fact that there is actually like news and shit. Uh, football has been like a 365 day a year sport, like the last few years in particular, in terms of the content cycle. But it feels like this year with the big board coming out earlier with like football coverage, I think looking forward even more than it usually does. I think there's a lot of opportunity just to actually get some news tidbits that matter like in February, in March, in April. Um, so we will keep it going here and do the best we can but I'm not stopping. I wasn't built to stop. You know, slap that like the pound knows the pound knows when you're, when you're grinding on YouTube and needing some likes, you know, whenever somebody else needs a like, <laughs> and I, and I need those likes. So please, please help us out. If I have one one and one four this year, who are you taking in a dynasty startup or in a general draft? If I had the one one and one four, I would probably take, I would take McCaffrey and whatever wide receiver is at the one four. Assuming that you're talking about like a startup league and you get whoever. If you're talking dynasty, like that, I don't even know how to answer that. It'd probably be like uh Jaden Daniels or Harrison at 101. I would probably try to get Harrison at 101 and Daniels at 104 in a dynasty, would be what I would hope to do. All right. One more pick here. 2773. Think we will take a wide receiver because we do feel a little bit thin at wide receiver. We got Yoshifis. We got Michael Thomas in the hopes that he could be somewhere else. Brendan Rice looking like a beast so far. Johnny Wilson also looked pretty good at the Senior Bowl. Both of those can be fun. Johnny Wilson is really big. Johnny Wilson is six seven. We're gonna take a six seven wide receiver and hope it works out. Uh, but both Brendan Rice and Johnny Wilson, I think, are the for right now the twentieth round picks. Actually, let's look at this quickly because I think this actually could be a value add. Guys, I would take in the twentieth round right now. J.J. McCarthy should have a first-round draft capital for him at QB. Don't know that he'll start, but should be a first-round QB. Brendan Rice, I think, is quietly... Uh, I actually thought he was good at USC. Like, I saw him play and didn't know that he was as good as he was analytically. Also, like, hosta dude at the Senior Bowl practice yesterday. Like, the guy was covering him, like, pressing him after about five yards. And he just, like, shoved the guy, got around him in a way that was, like, really impressive. And Jerry Rice's kid, too, is Brendan Rice. So, you want some cosign there. Another guy I would take. Uh, Cade Stover, you talk me into that. MVS, no thank you. Kendrick Bourne, maybe. if they. I, I've got to think New England adds some players, but I think that's it. Trey Tucker, too. I would say kind of interesting is Trey Tucker um, here at 237. And then maybe A.T. Perry. Do like A.T. Perry a little bit, though. Hard to see him, I think. I mean, Thomas is probably gone, so he's going to have a shot to get more snaps and get more reps. Uh, let me read my final team here. I just don't want to do it before it closes out. CJ Shroud, Brock Purdy, Brees Hall, Devin Singletary, Zach Charbonnet, Jerome Ford, Tyler Algier, Rico Dowdle, and Chris Rodriguez at running back. Brandon Ayuk, Tank Dell, Malik Neighbors, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Wandale Robinson, Malachi Corley, uh, Johnny Wilson at wide receiver, and then George Kittle, Hunter Henry, and rookie Jatavian Sanders is my final team. And Bindles, ah, oh, Bindles the best. Your shout out to the Bindles for the $20 super chat. Appreciate that very much, of course. If you also want to support the show, super chats appreciated. Uh, joining now below for $4.99 a month, also appreciated. All these fine folks you're about to see on the screen, they've contributed to help us put the show on every day. So thank you guys for being a member here, whether you are a member or not. Thank you for watching the stream. Again, check out Underdog. Use promo code SPLASH. Double your deposit up to 100 bucks. I'm going to play some NBA today. So same thing. If you want to play NBA, Stochastic has all the tools and data, 15% off with the promo code SPLASH. You can also check the link in the description. Also, <laughs> uh, probably, again, free trials now. If you download it off Apple. So search probably on the App Store or check the pinned comment. I will also, actually, I'll leave a pinned comment. Check the pinned chat, though. Check the pinned comment if you want to go right to the App Store. But check out probably if you are in a legal betting state or even if you're not. If you have a Bovada account, a BetUS account, same principles there. But check out probably for yourself. Free trial, seven days long on the App Store. And I appreciate all you guys 
guys for being here. Subscribe before you go. Oh, it's over my face. Subscribe before you go. Hit the like button. Leave a comment. Thank you guys for hanging out. Back tomorrow for draft number four at 11 a.m. First day of February. So be feeling good here. Feeling lively. Feeling spry. I will see you guys then. Enjoy your days. Good luck. Bye.